Hi there, I'm Nikolai, and this is my sister, Cassie. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Welcome to our podcast. This story might take me a while to tell, since it covers a whole year of battles and stuff. So to make it more interesting, I'm going to have Cassie do all the voices. What? You do really good voices. I'm serious. Just tell them your knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? This is. This is who? This is Sean Connery. So there you have it. You are officially my sound effect sister. Can you handle it? Most definitely. Okay, let me set the stage. We're in the beginning of 1777. Ben Franklin is in France, which is a great mystery to the French because they don't know what he wants. He's courting the nobility in Paris and Versailles, but they don't know why. Case K, Sorry, what was that, Cassie? You said I was doing voices. That was me saying, what do you want in French? You speak French? I did not know that. Wow. So, back to America. The army is a mess. Listen to what John Am said about them. Our army is an object of wretchedness enough to fill a human mind with horror. Disgraced, defeated, discontented, dispirited, diseased, naked, undisciplined, eaten up with vermin. No clothes, beds, or blankets. No medicines, no vittles but salt pork and flour. And no one wants to join because they really thought the war would be over by now. So they have to start offering cash bonuses and they also start using the army as an alternative for jail, for vagrants, and criminals. In the summer, the British have two generals in command. General John Burgoyne is in the north and they call him Gentleman Johnny. He was in Boston two years ago when the Patriots took over and kicked him out. So he's back to get revenge. The other commander is General And the British strategy is to take charge of the Hudson River, cutting the supply lines and connections of the colonists. Gentlemen Dottie will come down from the north and... We'll come up from the south. I like to call it the Hudson Hug, and he starts by taking over a place we visited before. What the kind of boga boga boga? Yup, he takes 8,000 British soldiers and recaptures the great fortress on the Ohio River. Then he takes 7,000 of the troops on down the Hudson to keep on winning his campaign. He's expecting to meet at some point as he comes up the river. So don't forget about Franklin France waiting to hear something good about the revolution so he can convince the French to join up with the Americans and help them defeat the English. He eagerly waits for his mail, but the news he receives is about the defeat of Fort Ticonderoga. And he knows he's being spied on by England, so he doesn't tell anyone what he's thinking. Case K. Tipont. Whoa. Huh? Seriously, Claire, you need to work on your friends. I just asked Ben Franklin what he was thinking. I guess I'm just impressed. And that's a good question. 
Now, it's time to use our fabulous time machine. We need to go check in on someone. He's brave and daring. He's thoughtful and determined. Our brave but humble one and only American commander. George Washington. You're talking about George Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about him. Let's go. Okay, we're here with the army, getting ready to defend the town of Philadelphia from Howe's invasion. I thought General Howe was giving the Hudson hug with Gentleman Johnny, eh? That's the thing. He's supposed to be doing that, but his 260 ships and 13,000 men have been drifting out there in the Atlantic while he's been arguing with himself about whether he's going to obey those orders or not. He really wants to attack Philadelphia because of what happened at Trenton and also because he wants a lot of the glory for himself. He thinks if he can take the seat of the American Congress away, he'll be richly praised by England. So, for a long time, he just floats out there. But we're here with Washington's army because Diddle has finally made his decision. All those boats came into the bay and they're headed for Philadelphia. Washington has picked this spot to position his army so he can stop them from getting there. It's called Brandywine Creek. And it's the perfect place for a defense. And they have all their guns and supplies ready to use from France. Merci. Here come the British now. Let's hope for the best for Washington and this nice big army of 14,000 soldiers. This is taking forever. Eight hours of fighting and tons of the French weapons haven't been working. Oh no. But the brace guns are new and improved and they're having no problems. Oh no, no. And now there's a surprise attack from the brace from behind. Oh no, no, no. They've snuck up on the Americans and everyone's retreating. Come on, Cassie, run. Ah. Time machine, let's go north to the other half of the army. Hopefully they're doing better up there. Ben Franklin won't be happy to hear about what just happened. I'm sure he won't. He'll have to keep waiting for good news to tell the French. Here we are in New York at Saratoga. The army is here because your boy, Gentleman Johnny Burgoyne, has stopped his Hudson Hug southward campaign on the Hudson River. Gentleman Johnny? Eh? Why did he stop? Well, it seemed like such a good thing to have the help of 500 volunteer Iroquois warriors in his army, and he allowed them to conduct raids on the local towns. But they were so violent that the entire country began to hear the stories about the terrible things they were doing, and now everyone is ready to join back up with the army. So now there are militia men pouring into the army camp to help fight. Backfire! Exactly. So now, up here, there are two men leading things for the Americans. 
Horatio Gates, and Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. And these guys are both excellent generals, but they both have high ambitions and would love to be promoted to a higher position, maybe even take General Washington's place. They're arguing about how to attack the British right now. Anyway, check this out. Let me show you a new way of fighting. They're trying out here today. Look, this is Freeman's farm. See all the British troops in that open field? Back in this time, the armies would always stand in straight lines and fire at each other. It seems crazy because they're not protecting themselves. They just stand in lines and shoot at the enemy who is also standing in a straight line. But this battle is different. The British soldiers aren't ready to fight. They're just resting. These American soldiers around us are a group of militia called Daniel Morgan's Riflemen. And you can see they're hiding in trees and bushes to suit at their enemies. This is called guerrilla warfare. Oh, great sound effect. But I do have to point out that guerrilla warfare is not the same as the animal gorilla. It actually comes from the Spanish word for war, which is guerra. Anyway, with these new tactics, it's going to be easy for them to take these redcoats out. There are over 600 men and officers. Let's sneak out of here while they finish up. This battle really helps the Americans as even more men are pouring in to join the army now. We have twice as many men as the British. Arriba! So let's get back to the generals battling out their own issues back at the camp. General Gates wants to wait for the British to come to them. And Arnold, Benedict Arnold, wants to go attack the British. They have a nickname for Horatio Gates. Granny Gates. Because he is always slow to attack, but Granny Gates has more authority than Donald. So he's punishing him by removing him from the field. Gentleman Johnny really should just retreat because he knows that General is secretly a werewolf and wants to drink his blood in midnight. Just kidding. He's down Philadelphia and he's not coming to help him, but. No, he's sending some men toward the Americans now. And now, no, is it him? Here comes Benedict Donald. Rushing out to attack even though he's been told not to. He seems to be taking huge risks and acting very bold. leader he was. Well, swinkity-dinkity-dinky-dinks. Oh, green markers. Tomorrow, Gentleman Johnny will surrender all his men. Over 6,000 soldiers. 
is a huge win for the Americans. I wish we could stay around for it, but oh, holy schnitzel, we've got to get back. And you won't want to see poor Benedict Arnold face when General Gates takes all the stinking tomatoes glory for the victory for himself and doesn't and credit him at all. At least now my good old friend Ben Franklin can have some good news. And ask old bamboo King Louis the Sixteenth to send his navy and assistance to help the Americans win the war against England. And he will say we. Oui. Let's get back home. This is a good time to say goodbye. The year 1777 is almost over. Winter is coming and the fighting season is over. But are, but there are those who wish to take Washington's position. And some of the leaders of Congress even wonder if Granny Gates would be better. So when we come back, we'll see if Washington can handle the pressure and rise to the occasion once again. Granny Gates, Washington. Granny Gates, Washington. Granny Gates, Washington. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. We give full crap for our storyline to the History Channel document called The Revolution. It's also the source for our soundbite quotes. And thanks to our grandpa, Happy Dale, who left us this voice message. Cassie and um, Nikolai, I just heard the crossing of the Delaware. Now let me tell you, I've learned more from you too, from your um, um, history lessons than I have in my entire life. I had to go get a blanket when we was crossing the Delaware. I felt like I was there. Cassie, Cassie, you know you got to lick your fingers clean when you eat barbecue chicken because you can touch anything in that time machine and you can end up anywhere, someplace that you don't even want to go. So lick the fingers. And if you can't get it all off, let your brother lick your fingers. He will help you. Other than that, do not touch the buttons. Don't touch the buttons. That is a fantastic YouTube. I love what you guys are doing, and um, it's so interesting. And like I said, the lessons, and they're so fun. Do not stop. Keep them up. Keep them coming. Also, thanks, Grandma Andy, for the voice message. Oh, my goodness, you guys. That was amazing. You know, Grandpa and I watch some TV shows um, each evening, and I have to say that your podcasts are way more interesting than anything that we're watching on TV. So please keep doing them. Question for you. Did um, your dad tell you that he actually has been at the spot where Washington crossed the Delaware? Yep. And he actually had a birthday party. Mm, I don't remember if it was 12 or 13. I think 12, maybe 11, maybe 10. Anyway, um, right at a national park that commemorates the spot where George Washington crossed the Delaware. And um, the other thing I found most interesting about being there was that they said that... And everyone else, thanks for listening and supporting two kids who are just trying to have a little fun with their history lessons.